Hey, it's Jake. Um, and I'll be honest, something really weird happened with this episode. So this is from our pilot season. We recorded it in uh, December 2020. Uh, we talked about Disney and corporate ethics and so on. And weirdly enough, there seems to be about no data saved in my Adobe Audition file. Um, so without re-recording from scratch, I'm just going to play you the episode. I hope it's good. This is Chloe and Jake. We live in a society. Oh, jeez. That's getting in the intro. That's getting in the intro. Oh, no. Chloe and Jake have questions. Hello and welcome to episode four of Chloe and Jake Have Questions, a podcast where we get into late night recording sessions and slowly lose our minds. Um, yeah, woo! <laughs> it's why we have a set format. Because we, we kind of we can't really get that lost when we know what we're getting ourselves into each week. Uh, if you are listening for the first time, welcome along. How this works essentially is we ask you three questions each week on our Instagram story at Chloe Jake Pod uh, relating to a particular theme or topic, etc. Uh, and we discuss your answers and of course our own. Chloe, what was our theme this week, and why uh, why are we talking about this thing? Our theme this week, to put it specifically was Disney and then it kind of brain babied into general um, capitalism <laughs> kind of stuff. And I'll admit why it sort of uh, sort of fused into that was mainly because of me because if this if this podcast was just solely what are your thoughts on Disney, it wouldn't end well. It would be <laughs> 10 minutes of me having a breakdown. So at least when we bring in, you know, consumer capitalism more broadly, I have a little bit more interesting things to say, I hope. Yeah, for sure, for but sure. And it also, it also would just end, firstly, with you having a breakdown and me just being like, I love Disney. I'm going to do a 10-minute Frozen medley. <laughs> like, that's how it would end. Okay, so I was gonna I was gonna go on a tangent, but actually, let's address this firstly without doing a ten minute Frozen medley because of copyright and all that. I'll try not to. Why do you love Disney? It's it's Disney, my dude. Like I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I need to interject to just to, to just give some context about what I'm thinking right now. So. We were best friends. Well, we were friends in high school, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we did in high school that was probably the reason we were friends so much was we had those spare periods off together. And genuinely uh-huh. speaking, like, genuinely, our conversations were like this the whole time. It was just one-off comments, like "It's just Disney, my dude." <laughs> that took me back to 2017, and I'm both impressed and very uncomfortable in the same time. Nice. That's what I'm kind of going for in every time I speak to anyone ever. Um, (laughs) But I think Disney is is nostalgia. It is the definition of nostalgia. I literally could watch the most recent Disney movie and I would be like, that that reminds me of my childhood, even though it came out yesterday. Like, when I think of, like, Christmas, I think of Disney movies. When I think of watching movies with my mum, I think of Disney movies. Like... It was my entire childhood, and because that was probably the most positive time of my life, (laughs) between the ages of, like, six and seven, um, I look back on it fondly. Am I I correct in saying that you're getting a bit emotional just talking about it? (laughs) I mean, the thing is... To put you on blast, like... I am. (laughs) 
Yeah. Like, not right this second, but Disney does make me emotional because it's so nostalgic and it's like... Every single time I go to Disneyland, I sob cry. Like, I'm, it's not a cute, like, little, oh, my God, I'm so happy. Like, I'm sobbing because I'm like, oh, this is not real. Like, I'm not, this This can't be real. This isn't my life. Uh, we asked the first question, are you loyal to a corporation like Disney? Because I, I, I see some loyalty in those, those tears. I can hear that <laughs> in your voice. It's something that, not perhaps in a, in a sense where you would, like, Die for Disney to be to, to put it to the most extreme. But, I mean, I might test okay, me. Well, well, I'll the, do it. <laughs> so yeah, so we asked, are you loyal to a corporation like Disney? And nostalgia was was somewhat of a theme through our responses. I noticed, and uh, there's a one here that sort of said, "There's no loyalty involved, but I have very fond memories of of Disney. Very fond memories mm-hmm. of Saturday night TV and." trips to Disneyland with my own princess. I definitely used to be when I was a child, says another. Um, if they make good shit, then I'll keep coming back. And that, I think, is a very <laughs> that, valid yeah. point. And especially uh-huh. when it comes to Disney, because they just keep acquiring IP. Yeah. And it's one of the, the most frustrating things in my life at the moment is that <laughs> my, my partner really loves The Simpsons. I do too. I've got yeah. the first nine or ten seasons on DVD. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. She watches them on Disney Plus purely because it's easier. The problem that I have is that by default, all of the episodes are the remastered widescreen cuts, which cut out half the bloody jokes in the show. Oh, no. And just distorts everything. And it's just a terribly done remaster. And I'm not the first person to discuss this. And I don't think that that is probably the reason you should be angry at Disney by any means. But goodness me, it, it, it grinds. It do- things like that. The, the fact that it's a, a, a one company that owns all this stuff now. All the stuff they bought from Fox, which admittedly was another big company, so I don't yeah. Know really. But you know what I mean, though. It's this whole sort of like viewing art and viewing people's work not as their work, but as oh, this is a Disney thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. It's something I'm still processing, and as I say it, I think I'm still trying to trying to process it. This isn't an episode where I'm going to sit here and go, "Yes, I have a very strong conviction, a hundred percent." It's just it's an interesting thing to think about. Yeah, well, when I think about Disney+, Plus, I honestly, obviously it is a major corporation that has bought out so many franchises and so many things from other huge companies. But when I think of Disney+, Plus, I just think of like, it's like Netflix. It's like Stan. It's like whatever. It's just the same thing, but with the label of Disney on it because it's owned by Disney. Because I enjoy the fact, although it's remastered in a certain way that some people jake dislike (laughs) i love the simpsons and i enjoy the fact that i get to watch it whenever i feel like it which ps is all the time quarantine guaranteed tell me anything about the simpsons and i will tell you the joke i'll tell you exactly what happened and undoubtedly and i think the accessibility of it is nice and i don't mean to i'm not critiquing the services the quality of the service necessarily it's the from the perspective of a creator, Disney is not popular. Um, yeah. They've made a number of decisions. The, the corporation have made a number of decisions over years. Um, the biggest involving copyright. And yeah. essentially, the, every single time that the original mini, uh, Mickey Mouse cartoon... Uh, was that Steamboat Willie? Yeah. Uh, I think it is. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time that's about to fall out of copyright, copyright law seems to get extended a little bit longer. Um, which is ironic because Disney, of course, is a company that made their early money off of retellings of fairy tales 
done up as as, as animations. So, yeah. the, the, so the, essentially, they've profited off of a system that they've helped create, which kind of makes sense because they helped create the system. So you can see why it's happened. But yeah, from a creative point of view, the fact that they were allowed to use, for example, Snow White, but I can't make my own Star Wars fan retelling. I'm trying to avoid the phrase <laughs> fan fiction. I also don't watch Star Wars. But you know what I mean? Like, this this thing of like they're able to keep using this and they're the only ones who can use this is incredibly frustrating. Um, yeah. And so that which is a bigger issue and is, is more than just Disney and I appreciate that. But as one of the major players involved in continually extending this thing out and making it diff- more and more difficult... And then when you, add, you you consider other things, like, for example, how do you remaster a work, an old work, to make it both palatable for younger audience, uh, newer audiences, but mm. also that can still hold the existing product's value. I, I say honestly... product because art is a product. And yeah. unfortunately, in, in a capitalistic sense, it very much is a product. It definitely, definitely is. I honestly couldn't tell you because I couldn't care less. That's the thing. That's I think that's the issue. <laughs> I think that's the big difference between me and you in this situation is I'm loyal to a corporation like Disney because I don't care. I, like that person said, as long as they keep making good shit, I will continue to watch it forever until the day that I die. I don't care. Not that I don't care if they do unethical things. Okay, go off, Queen. But, like, I am never going to not watch it unless they literally are, like, making racist movies i mean they did <laughs> yeah they, they also did um they which definitely is the, did do that yeah aside from that though you kind of said the quiet bit out loud for me which is that i don't think people care necessarily yeah and whether you should is is it uh, this isn't a value judgment necessarily i just don't think people care yeah and if because be, arguably if people did care then the system that we have where one company can own so much content and have mm-hmm. such a big say on what airs when, the distribution of movies, the distribution of television shows, all that. Yeah. Uh, we probably wouldn't have such, allow such a monopoly if yeah. we as consumers actually cared. The counter argument, of course, to that is that as consumers, we don't have power anyway. Exactly. <laughs> but I do think we do. I do think we have some power because if we really didn't like Disney Plus, for example, because, I don't know, the interface was really bad. Or it was too expensive. As consumers, we wouldn't buy it. Yeah. If Netflix or another service didn't have, and there are other services available, I stress that, um, <laughs> any any streaming service doesn't have a catalogue of something you're interested in, you won't subscribe or you won't continue subscribing. So as consumers, we do have a little bit of power. I just don't I know think, how much. I think that as a society, we care about brand. As a society and the society that we live in, we care about that stuff. Yes, I'm going to go to Chadston and yes, I'm going to buy a Nike shoes when I'm going to exercise. Are they better for my feet? No, nope. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Does the tick make me run faster? Possibly. Does it, it, does it sound scientifically accurate? Absolutely not. But I'm still going to buy the Nike shoes. And that's just how we're programmed as a society. And there's not that there's nothing we can do about it, but I think that even with financial problems or whatever if netflix was too expensive for me i'd probably still subscribe to it because i'm not going to miss out on what everyone else is doing watching netflix and i'm not going to miss out when everyone else is doing watching disney plus our next question uh that we put out there and we're kind of getting there anyway 
Is it yeah. possible for a corporation to be ethical? <laughs> I know my answer on this. Yeah. Um, because I, 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 no, purely by design. But yeah. it, it has more to do with what you, how you view ethics as a concept more than it does about how corporations view ethics as far yeah, as I'm absolutely. concerned. So for me anyway, the way that you frame what is ethical, I would argue that the entire capitalistic notion of making money isn't ethical. Yeah. Because you that someone is making a profit or an, an entity is making a profit that then goes to a select group of people as opposed to the people who are laboring and thus they should be able to receive, you know, the, the fruits of their labor. Yeah. Um uh, so I, I would argue that the entire capitalistic notion of of creation of, of profit is in itself unethical. Yes. And I definitely. think that when people were answering this question, I, I suspect there was People, the, the, the word profit kept coming up. They mm-hmm. prioritise profit, which inevitably leads to unethical practices. Um, yes, but no. Um, and, of <laughs> yeah. course, uh, there's an interesting point here about shareholders, and shareholders do have a lot of power, admittedly, Yeah. if they have enough share. And mm-hmm. that's the thing. It's I don't think as an individual you really... And that comes back to the thing about consumer culture and, and do we actually have power... I think we do, but I also think we don't because, again, how would you topple, for example, a CEO of, of a multinational corporation? You'd have to have, be a shareholder with such a large enough standing, in which case you have wealth already. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen... I know, I know the share market's a bit rocky, but to buy millions <laughs> upon millions of shares, even at one cent, is still a hell of a lot of money. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't think it is, and... Uh, there was there's a lot of yes but question yes but and then no but yeah. um, responses here. I liked the one that just said eek because <laughs> that's exactly how I felt. The person who said eek uh, also said that they love Disney, so they, they previously responded with that. So it's nice to see almost this question is a bit of a curveball. Yeah, <laughs> which is, yeah, I love Disney. Oh, but oh. Uh, I didn't know we were going to talk about ethics in this one. I thought we were going to talk about Lilo and Stitch. What the heck? <laughs> Let's talk about Starbucks for a minute because Starbucks comes up as, as an ethical thing and they're involved in coffee. Coffee, of course, is a product that has many ethical issues yeah. in, its, in its distribution and, and, and production chain. But yet people still go to Starbucks. Yeah, because of the brand. Do you think... Okay, let's put this out there. Starbucks goes out, for example, or any any other brand, but we're just using Starbucks for this analogy. Mm-hmm. Starbucks goes out and there's a social movement at the moment. So we're going to support that social movement by drawing attention to it. Is that ethical? Yes and no. <laughs> Literally what everyone answered. I think that there's ethics to be had in everything and there's unethicalness, unethically. <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Floor. <laughs> The word is flaw. You're looking for flaws. Um. <laughs> flaws in everything as well. And I think, obviously, it's not just Starbucks. It's any brand. I, From the top of my head, I can think of Dolls Kill was cancelled. Like, cancelled, cancelled because of profiting off of black culture, question mark? I think that's why. And yet they came out in support of Black Lives Matter because every brand was coming out in support of Black Lives Matter. And yes, that's an ethical thing to do and you can do that. 
but at the same time, how are you not going to own it? And how are you not going to own that your stuff is made very cheaply and marketed up very highly? Like there's so many ethics to come into play into business that I don't think... I don't think it's impossible to be a completely ethical company. I think it's possible for a little mom and pop coffee shop who's like just making homemade treats in their house and selling them. I think that that's perfectly ethical because they're the employee and they can decide what they put into everything. But when it comes to being brands, of course, like everyone said, they're going to prioritize profit. And that is always going to be the number one thing. And that's the same with literally everything else in the entire earth. Everything will always prioritize profit before anything else. Because if you don't have profit, if you don't have money, I'm not saying you mean nothing. I'm absolutely not saying that. I'm saying that society as a whole is, that's just how we live. And that sucks, but there's nothing we can do about it right now. This is this is a very this is an episode of the podcast where we essentially go, yeah, it sucks. But <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do about it? Literally, and I think unless actually, we all just yeah. like get rid of our Disney Plus subscriptions, I'm not going to do that. I don't care. <laughs> I want to watch also, Hamilton. If, even if we did, right? The, or, uh, large enough people did to make it unviable as a service. Yeah, the company wouldn't. They would just shut down that service. Yeah. Or stop offering that. So they wouldn't... It's not going to end Disney. Literally. And such a diverse, diversified company that they've got so much... They've got tangible assets that aren't going to suddenly lose value. I think yeah. they'll be fine. Exactly. And I think, like, even say the same thing happened with Netflix when they um, brought out Cuties, which was, like atrocious firstly oh yes goodness disgusting oh, I, disgusting wipe, you I'm can wiped. make firstly i'd like to make the point that you can make a point about kids being sexualized without sexualizing kids let's just say that to begin with I, but I, then yeah. everyone so everyone on the internet was like getting rid of my netflix subscription and then netflix comes out with a movie like over the moon which is an incredible animated story that is true to Chinese culture and it's it's a beautiful piece of work and that comes directly after Cuties and it's like, well, this company is not one thing. It's not, Netflix is not the sum of its parts. It's each individual thing and how you decide to take it. But then arguably that would make it, that therefore would be the sum of its parts in that it is flawed because of the net, the flawed parts that make up it. Make it up. I can speak, um, and, and and then obviously it's strengths as well. Well, yeah. Well, that's and that's why in well in Netflix in particular, I don't think that every single person who has a Netflix subscription is going to stop subscribing to Netflix because of a movie like Cuties, even though it is disgusting. And I'm sure there's more disgusting content on Netflix that we haven't found yet. But at the same time, I want to watch Over the Moon. I want to watch the incredible content that Netflix is coming out with as well. On, we asked, and I will discuss this in a little bit more detail shortly about what it would take to change your the, like the view that you have of your favorite brand, like what they'd have to do. Because I like that as a very out there question, like what atrocity would have to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was there was a few very interesting responses, and I'll come to them. But just on the subject of talking about. Cuties is a great example. Mm-hmm. Could you not argue that if you didn't like it, you just don't have to watch it? 
I think... Is that not enough? Like, Netflix can see, for example, this is a critical failure. There's not going to be a sequel. They're going to not market this the same way next time, perhaps. They might take lessons from this. Therefore, that's enough of a of a boycott, for example. I think that a lot of people have made the argument of don't just don't watch it. And people make that argument every single day. And that doesn't make something ethical. It doesn't make it something that anyone should support because a few people won't watch it. I don't think that that's fair to say. And that's the same thing on any social media or anything like that is when your aunt posts something racist on Facebook and you get upset by it. And she says, well, you don't have to read my posts. So I'm going to block my auntie on Facebook. Like that sounds a bit dramatic. Yeah. But also like stop posting racist stuff, you know, like you're allowed to have an opinion on something and not subscribe to it I guess like not subscribe to the idea of cuties and not watch it but that doesn't make your opinions and the opinions of the group any less valid in terms of what it would take to change your view on your favorite brand I'm gonna say it's Disney for the purpose of this discussion it may not be your favorite band uh, or your favorite brand um (laughs) If it was favourite band, that's a whole other podcast. That really is. Um, I'm a long-suffering fan of the Smiths. It's very hard. Morrison keeps talking. <laughs> In terms of changing your your view of your favourite brand, what what would they need to do? Because you yourself have said about Disney that they've done the bad things have happened. They've made yeah. films in the past that have racist undertones. They're a monopolistic. Mm-hmm. What would it take for you to then either pull the plug on a subscription or boycott completely or whatever that looks like to you? I'm I'm leaving it vague, but what would it take? Honestly, nothing. Purely because, and I'm not just talking about Disney, I'm talking about in general, like I said before, as a society, in my brain, I'm run by brands. Like I care about brand a lot. Until every single brand can be ethical, no brands are ethical to me. I automatically know and am fully aware that when I subscribe to Disney+, Plus, I am allowing people to profit off the past of Nazi movies and racist movies. I'm allowing people to profit off of that. Oh, we've got some nihilism. I like this. I like... This is capitalistic nihilism, basically. Yeah, baby. This is great. Sorry, I I didn't mean to interject so deeply, but it's just... It's beautiful to me that I finally, after four episodes, I brought something nihilistic out of you. (laughs) I'm proud of myself. I'm taking all the credit. (laughs) Okay, I'm glad. Just like Disney does for taking all the credit. (laughs) Yeah. I just like, and it's the same thing with like, when I shop for clothes, I don't enjoy buying from fast fashion. However, do I enjoy paying $20 for something as opposed to 60 for the exact same product? Yeah, I do. I really do enjoy paying only $20 because it's easier on my bank account. Contrary to some what some people may believe, I'm not rich at all <laughs> by any means. But is it ethical then for an ethical company who is sourcing all of their products correctly to make people pay that much price? Like I understand that you have the whole point is that you have employees to pay. You have resources to pay for, ethical resources to pay for. 
However, I'm not rich. And if I was Kim Kardashian, you bet that I am only buying ethical clothing. I'm only sourcing from ethical sources for my clothing, for my whatever I decide to make when I'm Kim Kardashian, because I'm going to be. But I, like, I, I just rich. can't. Um. <laughs> but I just can't. I can't subscribe to that yet because I don't have that luxury. And it mm. is a luxury to be able to live ethically. That's a very good point. And uh, it sort of stumps me a bit, actually. You sort of made me hit it at, at a, a bit of a juxtaposition in the way I think, which is you, you shouldn't be forced to pay for cert, like pay above and beyond for necessities in life. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, people who work should be paid for their labor and they should yeah. be. And we live in a capitalist society. The payment is going to be money. Maybe it shouldn't be, but it is. Yeah. And so to ethically source clothing, yes, you might be paying two, three, ten times the price. But on does an average consumer are going to be able to afford that? No, of course, they're going to choose the cheap thing. And you're right. And that, that bit I knew. But sort of putting the two together has really hit at something internally. And I'm still going to be processing this for a little bit, admittedly. Yes. Do you Have you ever been at a point, maybe it's just my feet, but have you ever been <laughs> in a position where you've convinced yourself that you can fit in a pair of shoes, that you know you can't, but because you <laughs> want them so much because they've got a brand on it or whatever, that you've made it work? Yes. Yeah. Literally... A million times in my life because my sister is the shortest person you'll ever meet in your entire life and shorter than a five-year-old. <laughs> That's not true. I'm so sorry, Nicola. I know she listens. <laughs> um, well, she... we got to get some more fan mail in. <laughs> she has the tiniest, tiniest feet, the tiniest feet, and my feet are significantly larger than hers. However, did that ever stop me from wearing her hand-me-down Nikes? No, not once has it ever stopped me. Yes, I went to school. (laughs) Yes, I went to school on sports day and wore my sister's Nikes that were too small for me to my sports classes. I absolutely did that. And you want to know why? Because what? You wanted to look cool to fit in with everyone at school. Was that what it was? Absolutely. Everyone else had Nikes. What about me? I didn't have that kind of money. Do yeah. I look like, do I look rich to you? Well, no. Well, let's, let's put it this way, right? I didn't fit in at school because among other things, uh, I'm just different. And <laughs> I'm just different. If, if I yeah. wore better clothes, wouldn't have made a single difference. Yeah, and it didn't make a difference for me at all, to be completely <laughs> honest. I was still weird. <laughs> I was the girl that was wearing shoes that were too small for her. I'm going to leave it on that note. This is when Chloe and Jake have questions. Chloe's got sore feet, so I have to I, I have do. to back up now before she's in a world of pain. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. We will catch you uh, next time. Oh, but we've got a Christmas episode next. Ooh. Completely forgot about that. Uh, we will be out on Christmas Day. It's recorded in advance, obviously, but it will be out on Christmas Day. Uh, we will catch you then. If you are liking this, please let us know by leaving a lovely review wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe, tell your friends, and of course, we are on all the socials at Chloe Jake Pod. And we'll see you next time. Bye.